The Psalms can be addressed in numerous ways. One of the most helpful ways I've, I've read and, and studied of, of categorizing the Psalms is putting them in one of three classifications. Psalms of orientation, Psalms of disorientation, and Psalms of new orientation or reorientation. I like these, this way of classifying the psalms is because they're true to our actual experience of life. Um, scripture meets us where we are in real life. For at one time or another, we are in places of orientation, disorientation, or reorientation. Orientation of the seasons of our lives when... There's well-being, there's gratitude for constant blessing. These are psalms of joy and delight and goodness and confidence and coherence. These are psalms that celebrate the reliability of God at all times, the God of creation and the God of the law. These are psalms that talk about how blessed is the one who keeps the, the law, how, how delightful the law is. These are the psalms that talk about how majestic is the name of the Lord, and how when we consider the works of God's hand, what, are, what is humanity that, that God is mindful of us, but God has made us just a little less than the angels. These are psalms that talk about the majesty and the might and the power of God and how all of creation is clothed in majesty. These are the psalms that really believe that God is in God's heaven and all is right with the world. These are psalms of praise. Then there are the psalms of disorientation. These are the, the seasons of our lives, um, when Aaron would say, when we're grumpy, when we're hurting, when we're alienated, when we're suffering, when we have pain and worry and anxiety and trouble and death. These are psalms that are of, of rage, they're psalms of self-pity, of lament, of cursing. These are psalms that question where God is. Does God exist? These are psalms that, that challenge the silence of God and the deafness of God and the blindness of God. God, I've been praying all night, and now it's dawn and you still haven't answered me. God, my enemies... Make their children to be orphans. By the rivers of Babylon, there we wept when we remembered Zion. Lord, the waters overwhelm me. I'm in over my head and I am drowning. These are psalms that people often, when they read them, they wonder why they're in the Bible. How can these be psalms of faith that have such anger with God and the person feels so lost? Then there are psalms of reorientation. Psalms in the season of our lives where joy breaks into despair, where light breaks into our darkness, where life breaks into death, where our mourning becomes dancing. These are the psalms where God makes things new. You know, psalm 23 is a psalm of reorientation. 
The person has gone through the valley of the shadow of death. But God has been with that person to support them. And now they dwell in the house of the Lord. It's an understanding that God is not absent, but God is present. But God is understood as being present in a new way for the person who has gone through the suffering, who has gone through the lament, gone through the sorrow, gone through the disorientation. These are psalms of thanksgiving. Psalm 65 is a psalm of thanksgiving. It's a psalm of reorientation. It's a psalm of of new life. The people in this psalm have gone through a rough time. We're not quite sure what it is, but we think it's a drought. You know, droughts are a little different than other natural disasters. Droughts creep up on us. We're not quite sure when they start. But they wear us down. They sap our energy. They seem endless. We're not sure when it stopped raining, and we're not sure when it's going to start raining again. We think they've gone through a drought because the psalm so much in the second half talks about water. The river of God is full of water where it used to be really low. You water its furrows of the earth abundantly where there were just dry creek beds. You soften the earth with your showers, where it used to be hard as a rock. You visit the earth and water it. Where there was no growth, now there is. The people have been visited by God who brings forgiveness and deliverance and provides. And they are thankful. And the world is full of joy. Now, Psalm 65 is an appropriate psalm for thanksgiving. But I feel more like I am in a season of disorientation. That I am more in a season of lament than thanksgiving. That I am more in a season of drought. drought, the isolation, the not seeing people, the drought of truth. It seems endless, and it saps our energy, and it saps our spirit. The glass seems half empty. We seem to be in a funk, and we talk about COVID fatigue. We live in kind of a yes, but world. Yes, there's a vaccine. But the ICU units are full and the death rates continue to go up. The election is over, yes. 
but it drags on. We have a holiday coming up Thursday, but we won't be with our loved ones. Seems like there's this dark cloud surrounding the silver lining. And can we be thankful? Can we move from this disorientation to orientation? How? Does Psalm 65 have any tips? First tip is the language of Psalm 65. It talks about God. It doesn't talk about God. It talks directly to God. It doesn't talk about God as God is off in the future or back in the past or distant. It talks about God directly. It talks to God. You, 25 times, the psalm uses you or your. It's direct, it's intimate, God is present. When we talk to you, we are connected. When we talk to you, we understand that you are alive. When we talk to you, we know you're present. God is not absent. God is not distant. You are our hope. You visit us. You clothe the, the nature. You forgive us. You silence the sea. You water the earth. This you notion of God is that God is present and alive in our lives. The psalm also talks not about me, not about we even. It talks about us. We are in this together. I am not alone. There are others who are present. The psalm talks about our transgression, our forgiveness. You answer us, God. We shall be satisfied as much as we feel isolated. We are not alone. In this season, be mindful that we are not alone. That we can reach out to others via email or phone calls or hard, hard copy letters. And the verbs in this psalm are all present tense. God acts now. We don't have to wait. We don't have to look back. And they're all transitive verbs. You crown the earth. You enrich the earth. You forgive us. It's a God who acts and a God who gives and is very well in the present. I might be in a funk, but God isn't. And that's hopeful. Which brings me to point two. 
I need to reorient myself. If Thanksgiving is about reorienting and seeing the world differently, I must reorient to be thankful. I must see God as present. I must see God as the one who brings new life. During this time, I have unfortunately programmed myself to define what happiness is in my terms. If this happens, I'm happy. If it doesn't happen, I'm unhappy. And I've allowed myself to be on a roller coaster. Thanksgiving calls us to reorient ourselves and give God a chance to surprise us with new life. To make us open to seeing life where we least expect to see it. To be mindful that so many of the gifts we have are not our doing, but God's giving, which is what the Deuteronomy reading said. The psalmist says, You crown the earth with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with richness. I like the image of wagon tracks overflowing with your richness. I think of a country road that's, that's not paved. You know, a country lane where the wagon tracks, the wheels of the wagon, wear away the greenness of the road. And so that all is left under the wagon tracks is bare earth. The wagon tracks have worn away any vegetation and any life. The only life on the wagon in the road is what's between the wagon, wagon tracks. But the psalmist says, your wagon tracks overflow with richness. That what I think is dead, what I think has no life, what I think is barren, those wagon tracks, have life. And God brings life out of that barrenness. I need to reorient myself with thanksgiving and seeing life where God can bring life. It's kind of a reversal of that yes, but. Yes, those wagon tracks are bare, but God brings richness and life where I don't see it. Which brings me to point three. This present God of resurrection is a God of, a spirit, of the Spirit. The psalmist says God forgives, God delivers, and God provides. Those are all verbs about life and new life. God forgives. That's about new life, giving somebody a new life, a second chance. God delivers. God saves. God redeems. God again brings new life. God provides. God sustains. 
When I think about disorientation and our feelings of disorientation now, it's a drought of the spirit. And biblically, spirit and water are related in imagery. The water that the people are celebrating is water that sustains. It wa it's water that grows. It's water that nourishes. It's water that provides. And so does the Spirit cause growth and sustain and provide. There's water that washes. So does the Spirit in forgiveness wash us clean of our iniquities. And water delivers us. In the baptism ritual, we talk about being delivered by God through water, through the Red Sea, across the Jordan, the waters of birth. God's Spirit puts us on solid ground. The next time we do the simple thing of washing our hands or bathing our bodies or drinking water or watering our plants, let's see it with new eyes and see the water of God's Spirit that cleanses us and nourishes us and provides for us. That spirit that connects and enlivens and energizes and renews. We talked about the glass being half empty. You know, and others see it as half full. But whether it's half full or half empty is kind of irrelevant because if there are no resources to fill it, it just stays the way it is. God's Spirit provides the resources to fill our glass. When God is present, we are not in a drought of spirit. This week as I was writing this sermon, the song, Water, River, Spirit, Grace, kept going through my mind where the imagery of spirit and water is linked. Water, river, spirit, grace, sweep over me, sweep over me. Recarve the depths your fingers traced in sculpting me, in sculpting me. Lord, may you sweep over the drought of our lives and recarve the depths your fingers traced in sculpting us, in giving us life and new life. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. May it be so. Amen.